Hi, I'm Trevor Frank Fork, wedding planner extraordinaire, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions, the podcast where I bring back my newlywed couples to talk all about the good, the bad, the pretty, and sometimes the ugly that has to do with planning their weddings. From family drama, to vendors who don't show up, to dresses that break, and food that's served rotten, it's all here and everyone has something to confess. I'm so excited because today I'm doing something a little bit differently. I'm starting a new roundtable discussion with vendors, just vendors, no couples today. And we are going to get raw and dirty and talk about all the nasty things that happen in this industry. Are you excited, ladies? Yes. So excited. Very okay. excited. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hello, I'm Christina Laukinen. I am a portrait and wedding photographer for 17 years. I still love what I do very, very much, and I'm excited to be here to dish. And that's why you're here, because you love what you do. Yes. And that makes me very happy. And who do I have to your right? Hi, I'm Lindsay Reyes. I am one half of the filmmaking duo behind Xena Films. And uh, we are just finishing up our third season. So not as much experience as you, Christina, but I'm really excited to uh, get talking about what Trevor has planned for us today. And then who else do we have here? Who's this lovely lady? And I am Barbara Grace of Barbara Grace Weddings. I am a wedding planner. What? You're also a wedding planner? I am. Isn't it crazy? What are you doing here? I don't know. You invited me. So I usually don't have wedding planners on my show. You don't. You must be special. Uh, yeah, I am. So. I always explain to people about you. I say that you're the girl version of me. You're me with boobs. That is a... Fantastic compliment, first of all. So thank you. You're welcome. I will start. Ref- I will start telling people <laughs> that you are the male version of me, with the Barbara with the penis. With a penis. Cool. I was going to say something else. Can I? Can I swear? Can we swear on this podcast? Fuck yeah. Please okay. Do. Good. Thank oh God. God. Oh, oh thank God. God. Well, Fuck so, yeah. Oh, that's so much better. Okay. okay so <laughs> this goes to show how many times you've actually listened to my podcast. <laughs> Teasing. You bitches, thank you. <laughs> On your I listen many times. You actually I, have. I listen. I totally listen. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I want to talk about today. I had to quit a job recently, which I've never done before. And you have to push me really far over the edge for me to feel that strongly to actually quit. Because I've been in situations where, let's face it, the client's not always the nicest and I'm sure you've all been in situations like this as well oh yes have you oh yes yes have you ever quit I don't believe I have actually no I don't I I I honestly don't think I can say I've ever quit although I should have have you ever quit Lindsay Uh, I haven't but I I can uh, I can agree with that point of view uh, Barbara where I, I the job that I should have quit from uh, I didn't have enough experience at the time to know that there was just so many red flags. Um, yeah. So I did it. It worked out fine. It's great. But if I went into that situation again, I I would I, I would I would not go any further. I, I also want to say that I feel like Trevor, you're at a little bit of, a, of an advantage over the photographers and videographers, because a lot of the problems that we encounter with clients sometimes often happen weeks after the wedding, mm. when we're in where either there's like a delay in deliverables or we've delivered everything and they want some changes that aren't covered by the contract or something like that. So at least you have the option of getting out before the actual. Events. 
and to what both you, Lindsay, and Barbara have said, where uh, you could, you could, you w- wish you would have in some certain situations, but you didn't. I have felt that way maybe three times with three couples that I've worked with or three events that I've been a part of. And I feel that now I'm at a stage where I can actually turn clients away if I have that feeling during our initial meeting. So if I'm feeling something in my gut and I'm just like, this is not going to be a fun year together. It's going to be hell. I've actually said no to a couple of clients. Absolutely. And I love that I have that ability to do that now. Can I, can I ask what their reaction was when you said, I'm sorry, we're not a good fit. Yeah. I'm just curious about that. Absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, I remember one person said that they were very disappointed and all they they totally disagreed and they felt that we were we had the most incredible connection totally like i don't know what meeting they were at but it was definitely not the same meeting that i was at one person actually combated me and said how dare you who the fuck do you think you are to say no to me and i was like well right there this is why thank you so much <laughs> thanks for proving me right but so let me tell you what happened with this client for this event that i uh quit from it's, it all started <laughs> way back in the beginning when I, I hate it when people are late. It is my biggest pet peeve when somebody is late for anything, whether it's a doctor uh, for, for my appointment or if it's a client to a meeting or if it's a bride on their wedding day. I just don't like it. I'm a wedding planner. I'm an event planner. I need to stay on schedule. And that's how my personal life is too. I feel like that may be why we have succeeded in the wedding industry because I'm the exact same way. I, uh, not to, you know, go off track from your story or anything, but I don't want, ev- I don't ever want a bride to look at her watch and be like, my videographer's five minutes late. What if they don't show up? It's That's the worst too thing much. ever. People yeah. remember much. that. They do. Exactly. It's do. true. Buffer time. Buffer, buffer, buffer time Always. all day long. Always. I love that word. Buff. Buffer. <laughs> <laughs> so this lady was late for the for our first meeting. No, sorry. For our first meeting, I went to their house, which I don't normally do. And Barbara and I, you you and I have talked about this recently where it's not safe no, to go to somebody's house. It's but not. I, I, I was okay. Uh, I, w- I show up at their house. I ring the doorbell and I hear an intercom and there's a video camera watching me. And she says, oh, you're 15 minutes early. I'm not ready for you yet. Now, it's like... February. It's freaking cold. So, oh my god. I said, "Okay, no problem. I'll just go sit in my car. Can you call me when you're ready?" Oh, so, she was lovely. then 5 yeah. minutes late. I would have drove away at that meeting. point. Bye. Thank so, you. So, I know. What, you sat in your car for 20 minutes? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Well, so, good thing you drove. Can you imagine if I didn't? <laughs> Cuz I've heard some people Horrible. where they Ubered or you know, took the well, that's not bus, okay. But they walked. So this is, uh, so from that I learned, okay, first meetings, let's meet at a coffee shop because at least there I could sit inside and grab a uh, drink and play on my phone, do whatever I needed to do. So, okay. So first meeting, not off to the greatest start, but still great vibe from this woman, really connected. It was amazing. I had a great time. She hired me. Next meeting, we met at a coffee shop and she was 15 minutes late. I didn't say anything. Okay. So fine. Two times. Seeing you're a, a pattern late. here. You definitely never forgot about it. Never forgot about it. Then, so let's fast forward to, to before I quit. Eight out of 10 meetings, she was between 10 and 15 minutes late. And at this point, it's just 
rude. Sorry, after the third time, it's just rude and disrespectful to my time. Why is your time so much more important than my time? Because you're paying me? No, it doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. I have other meetings that I have to get to. You're not my only client, and I scheduled my day around it. Listen, I give myself a good buffer time between each of my meetings. Buffer. Buffer. But... Still, my next client shouldn't have to suffer and wait for me because you can't get to our meetings on time. Fine. Okay. So that's already pissing me off. I'm not happy about this. Then I start getting text messages, not emails, text messages at 1130 at night from this client. Wanted to discuss whatever, flowers, decor, whatever they wanted to discuss. And listen... I love when my couples or clients or whomever are excited about their event. That makes me so happy. And I want to get just as excited. But when it's my personal time, and 11.30, you know it's my personal time. I've heard about clients like this. Not okay. (laughs) Not okay. Not okay. So this was a regular occurrence. So after about the third or fourth time maybe that she did this, I decided to text message her back and just say, this isn't okay. I, I want to explain the difference between personal time and business hours. And I said something in terms of, if, you want, if you're so excited, I'm excited too, but send me an email at that time. Because yeah, because you're emails, not checking emails. Emails, I take the notifications off of my phone if I don't want to be working. When you text message me at 11.30 at night, regardless of what I'm doing, if I'm watching a movie, if I'm hanging out with my friends or whatever I might be doing, it takes me out of my personal moment. It takes me out of the connection that I might be having with you, Christina, if we're out for coffee. And I want to work now because I want to get as excited as you because that's yeah. how passionate I am about this business. Yeah, because even if you even if you look at the text message and, uh, and you're like, oh gosh, this is work-related. I don't want to do that right now. It's still going to be in the back of your mind. Somebody texts you and they're like, I need 11,000 white doves at my wedding. All you're going to be thinking about that night is Where how the hell do I get 11,000 white doves? Totally. <laughs> because the distraction has exactly. happened at that point. Yes. And your attention has been taken away from wherever it was and we like there's there's no going back from that and we all know that these days attention and focus are in short it's supply hard already Absolutely. but let me let me ask you this barbara yes are we allowed to have a personal life outside of our business are yeah. we allowed to not answer text messages at 11:30 at night a resounding yes. yes and it's so interesting to me and i think we could do a whole episode just on this subject alone is why as entrepreneurs and specifically entrepreneurs in the wedding industry, there is this idea that A, we are always working and always on call and that we're somehow not running businesses in the way that other businesses run. So take any other industry would you text your lawyer at 11 30 at night I would wouldn't. you text your Dentist. barista at 11 30 at night i really Anybody. need a coffee tomorrow morning can you have it ready for me can you make sure i have my latte when i show up at 7 30 like you would never do that it would never even occur to you to do that and i find that in our industry that happens a lot and it's it's quite an interesting um, concept and it's it puts us in a very difficult position I think as entrepreneurs because we do love our job and we are very passionate and we do work a lot I think a lot more than you know the average person on sometimes we do work off good. hours right 
And we want to, we're constantly wanting to please our clients. And when we're put in a situation like this, it's not, it's almost unfair to have to have this dialogue with the client. So I, when I responded to her, I said in my text message too, please don't text message me at 1130 at night. Yeah. And do you know what she said to me? She didn't understand, first of all, what I was getting at. And she said to me when we met, so, okay, hold on, before I tell you about this, we were meeting, this was a Friday night that she text messaged me where it was my last straw. Saturday morning is when I text messaged her back, didn't hear from her, but we had a meeting set up for Monday. So at this meeting on Monday, she walks in and I already know it's going to be tense because she didn't respond to my text message. She walked in 20 minutes minutes late. late. She was 15 (laughs) minutes late that time. Did you both just say the same thing? That was awesome. Well done. Uh, She, as always, I get up and hug the people that I am working with or that I just like because that's what you do when you greet somebody in my, in my You're world. A hugger. I love right. your I'm, I'm, I'm a hugger. hugger. Yeah, I'm a hugger. So, so she, you know what she said to me? Oh no. And she waved her finger at me. Oh no, there will be no hugging today. Okay. Who uses language like so that? So I, I took my earrings off and, <laughs> I, and I sat down and I said, okay, say what you got to say. And the first thing she said to me was, your text message reminded me of the way my parents used to speak to me. Shocker. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Go see your therapist. Uh, like, so, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so I, I, I immediately, unfortunately in situations like this, I hate confrontation. I don't like arguing with people. I'm a pretty friendly guy. And when I get into situations like this, my guard goes up and I, I don't know what to really say. So I said to her, please don't compare me to your parents or your family because this, this is, is inappropriate. Yes, exactly. This is not that. And in the past, she had said to me, it's so cool that I get to hire my best friend. And here's another thing that I'd like to say. You are not hiring your best friend. No. You are hiring an event planner. A professional. You're hiring a professional. A professional. Exactly. If we become best friends, which has happened, mm-hmm. Great. We become it. It's natural. It's the progression of the, the, the business relationship. Correct. But you're not automatically, I'm not a hooker. I'm like, I'm not your fucking whore. <laughs> you're not paying me to be available at 1130 at night. At night. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like she thinks a wedding planner is, a, is, uh, is, is like literally the maid of honor. Like, well, that yeah, call your maid. Of that honor. happens a lot more I find specifically with us because it's such a long working relationship that happens a lot more than I think people realize and I once had um an initial like just an email inquiry from someone who I do not know I have never met completely random person off the street emailing me which is great happens all the time and in this initial email she specifically said I'm like, I'm looking for like my wedding BFF. And to me, that was like huge red flag. And I responded in a very, my standard professional language as I do. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, what I wanted to say was- I'm so sorry, I'm all booked up. Yeah, like totally booked, sorry. Um, But I I responded, uh, you know, as I do to all my email inquiries, but I thought, oh my goodness, if this actually moves forward to a consultation, like, 
I'll have to really tread lightly in, in how this goes and explain to her, like, I'm not your BFF. I'm not your maid of honor. And that happens a lot. I've had a lot of clients where there's a lot of gray areas that they kind of spill over into. And it does make for very awkward situations because we really genuinely love our clients. Like I really do. And Me I too. I do. Like I really do. I, I work with the greatest, greatest couples and I am excited for them. But there are certain things that fall into the category of maybe you should send this to your bridesmaids or your maid of honor or your closest friends and like all of these milestones that kind of happen throughout the process. And it's not that I'm ex not excited for you, but my goodness, if you multiply that, like if every single client was constantly texting me with updates that don't necessarily apply to me on a professional labor. It is. That's the thing. It's very draining. And if every client did that, I would be constantly answering text messages. I would have no free time. I'm sure your phone already blows up. As it, it does. And I get that. And don't get me wrong. I don't mean to complain. Like I really genuinely love what I do, but I still need personal time. I need downtime because it is very emotionally but draining. Also, looking at it from the client's point of view too, like it kind of sucks to bring somebody that you've hired into that intimate space in your life instead of just sharing that with the people who you love already, who are your best friends, the people who are in your wedding party, who are going to be there for the marriage after the wedding when you guys are long gone, you know? So when I sent that text message where I said, this is what has to happen in the future. I can't be getting text messages outside of business hours and so on and so forth, blah, 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 blah. And then the conversation just escalated. So she says to me, now I have to look at my watch before I send you communications. And I said, yeah, look at your watch and recognize that emails are more appropriate after business hours then text messages. Text messages are personal. Text messages are my lifeline to my friends and my family, and I'm not going to turn those off. But emails are business, and those I can turn off if I don't want to be working. And she said, I don't understand the difference still. And I said, well, then I don't know what else to say to you. And she said, well, then I'm just never going to text message you. And I said, great, that works. <laughs> but I said to her, Click. Also, she doesn't necessarily have to understand your reasoning. You're just, you're asking her to do something that's important to you. She just has to go along with it. But in this case, what the fuck is wrong with uh, you? Oh, I know. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a difficult sense. concept. And after nine o'clock. But my business hours are 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. That's plenty of times to reach out to oh, me. Oh, that is, that is. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. But that I is have to because. An insane my amount of hours during the day. My clients work mostly but nine to five. Yes, that's very So I'm available to them when they aren't working. Absolutely. And I think that at 9 p.m. is an okay time for me to say I'm save done it now. for tomorrow or send me an email what's wrong with this wow I'm right. impressed but wait there's more <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Gritty. just this that caused me to want to quit this job it was what happened after it wasn't until after that meeting when she asked me if the next meeting could be two hours long because she feels rushed during our meetings okay come on this is what happens. Can I bill you for it? Can I? I don't think I can, but can I? You should. <laughs> so I said no, 
I said, our meetings are always an hour. And mm-hmm. if there's anything outside of that hour that we will not or cannot discuss, we can talk about it on the phone or we can email each other about it. Also, they wouldn't <laughs> feel so rushed if you didn't, weren't 15 minutes late. But how can I say that to somebody? But that's the point I'm getting at. Yes, is if you add exactly. up all of those 15 minutes, yeah. well, there's more than just an extra hour yeah. of meetings that you could have had with me. Mm-hmm. And it's my pleasure to give you more of my time if you actually respect my time. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that happened. She didn't like that I said no to the two hours. Then she was DIYing her wedding, which most of the time is okay. If you're going to DIY your wedding, you need to know what you're doing and you need to plan accordingly. And, and Lindsay, you DIYed your wedding and you did a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, that's not really due to any specific talent of mine because, um, Dennis and I, just for a little background, Dennis and I decided to start our business and plan our wedding in the same year. And I didn't have a wedding planner. I hired Trevor as our month of coordinator. Um, so uh, basically I just went like simple, simple, simple with everything I had. But it was lovely. It was. Yeah. I just had like candles and like white glass vases with baby's breath. And like, I think I had twinkle lights and mason jars. Oh yeah. Twinkle lights are everywhere. Like, but it it was also the kind of space that that worked quite well in. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I, finished all of the d- decorating stuff or whatever like months in advance because I was just like I don't I'm done I I didn't enjoy the process I'll say that <laughs> a lot of times when people are DIYing their wedding it's to try and save money sometimes mm-hmm. it's and, and and most of the time you do save money yep that's but what I always say I to any of my clients if they're going to DIY is to not expect me to do to the DIY. decorations <laughs> for you because just so you can save money somewhere else doesn't mean I should have all this extra work to do. So I will charge you if you want me to be involved. There will be an extra fee. So this lady, when she was DIYing, she asked me if I would come with her to a vase company to test out what she was going to do with the different size vases. And I said, send me pictures and I'm happy to tell you if it looks good or if it doesn't look good or what we can change if if we want to tweak it. I think that's fair. And that's more than fair. Absolutely. She she did not like this. I'm not surprised. So this is where it just (laughs) went completely sour. And I got an email from her husband. Sorry, fiance. Oh. Is everything okay? Yes. What do you, what, what do you mean? Well, (laughs) my fiance is really upset. She feels like she's abandoned by you and that you're not helping plan anymore. And that you're just constantly saying no to her and fighting with her as opposed to being the professional we thought you were. Oh, this is another session for the therapist. (laughs) Yes. They haven't gone down the aisle yet. So I called him. Because I wanted to straighten out what was going on. Because I don't know if he knows the whole story, if he's been privy to what's actually going on. And he said, going forward, this is how it's going to work. You will not meet with my partner. You will be meeting with me from now on. And I will filter all the information between us to her. Um, All of the meetings that we've had scheduled with the venue or with whomever, you will not attend. And we will provide you with the information that you will need from those meetings. (laughs) What? Yeah. And so I responded, I have a clause in my contract that says if there is a conflict that cannot be resolved, I can get out of my contract, which is the only clause that's in my contract where it kind of protects me. 
and I've never had to use this before. So I used it this time. After days of moaning and complaining and not sleeping and wondering what I should do. Shotgun claws. I responded with this clause. And do you know what happened next? They wouldn't let me out of my contract. They said, (gasps) nope. We don't feel that you've tried to resolve the conflict and we are going to continue with our version of how you're going to plan this event. Awkward sauce. Oh my goodness. So now I'm thinking, what do I do? What do I do? I have to continue working with these people on their terms or I can figure out a way to get myself out of this, which I think is best for all of us. At this point, why would you even want to work with me? Like, there's so much animosity here. For sheer torture that's for Awful. Them. Just that's, that's what, what this is. Of people, that's what this that's is. That's who they are, apparently. Awful working relationship. Yes. So, really. I know I said that I quit this job, but really what happened was I had to flip the situation so that they fired me. Because that was my only other option, is figure out how to get fired from this job. Because <laughs> I can't get out on my own. Seriously. What am I going to do? So I responded, okay, fine. Let's, let's try to resolve this. This is how it's actually going to work. This is how I worded my email. This is how it's actually going to work. I will continue to meet with your fiance because otherwise it's just inefficient and a waste of all of our time. Because now I have to go through you. You have to go to her. She's going to have her opinion. She's going to go to you. You're going to go to me. And now it's double time for everybody. And that's just silly. So I will continue to meet with her as scheduled. I will continue to come to the meetings that are planned because... That's what I'm supposed to do. That's my job. I need to and be And that's involved. what we agreed to. She agrees to arrive on time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's all that it said. That was it. Those were my terms. Oh, and, and that you were to show up for the venue meetings. Yes? Yes. So every meeting that was scheduled, I would be a part of as planned. Basically, like, suck it up, lady. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. pull your big girl panties up and let's <laughs> plan this party. How many, how many months did you have left? Two. Two months until the event. Ooh, okay. Crunch time. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. So then I got a response from them saying, we no longer require your services. We don't feel that you are going to do your job the way that you would have if we were getting along. We don't feel that you're genuine like we thought when we first met you. Oh and we God. think we could finish this on our own. That's awful. Knowing what I know of you and how I've worked with you, like, I'm just, like, I'm bizarre. They are in, like, they are in their completely, entirely different worlds about how they perceive things, people that they work with on a daily basis, God forbid. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. (laughs) And it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't a good situation. That's an understatement. It was not a comfortable situation to be a part of. I know I spoke to you about this, Barbara, while it was happening to get your point of view. We spoke in in great detail. And you couldn't believe what was going on and how these people could actually even attempt to justify that what they were doing was okay. But I also wasn't completely shocked either because of what I've seen and experienced wasn't a complete shock because yes, people can be quite bizarre and expectations can be a little out to lunch at times. I feel like weddings are kind of a unique situation too. 
because they're unique anybody Absolutely. most people planning a wedding have never planned a wedding before they've never been in this situation yeah. maybe none of their close family or any of their like close friends they haven't had like a real hand in planning any other weddings so they don't really know to what to expect you know well and it's such a personal thing and it's such emotions run very high oh, throughout totally. the entire process yeah even when you have a planner um so it it just it just makes things difficult kind of across the board. I actually, one of the things that I tell all of my clients is about a, a month to two weeks before the wedding, even when you're working with a planner, you're going to be stressed. You just are. It's crunch time. You just start feeling that pressure, regardless of, you know, everything is done and in place and it's great and everything's good. You really have nothing to worry about. Like everything is ready to go. You just have to show up that day. But I see it in every single couple. They start to get a little short and sometimes a little snippy either with me or with each other. You just see it. You see it every single time. And I do try to kind of warn them of that. Like you are going to feel stress. Totally. But in this situation, it wasn't that it was snippy or that emotions were high two months before. This was going. This was an ongoing. Oh no, these situation. people were. These people were awful, <laughs> right off the hop. <laughs> and I, I was just, I just, when when I got that email releasing me from my services, I was so relieved. I bet that I, I, I think I, I cried a little bit. Like I was just so happy that I didn't have to continue because it was. It was not good. Oh, no, wait, I forgot a part. They told me when I first tried to get out of the contract that the only way that I would be able to get out of the contract is if I gave them 75% of the money back that they paid me. <laughs> so eight months worth of working. Work down the, down the, oh my God. Wow, these are very reasonable people. Reasonable. I also, I also <laughs> love how... <laughs> how clients can sometimes think that they just get to call all the shots all the time. It doesn't always work that way. Like we do have, we are running businesses, we are professionals and we do have say in what we do and how we do it. And if we might have a better way to do something that they want us to do, it's part of what we do to suggest the other way t to try and make them understand that it makes more sense because we've done it numerous times. A million times. And yes. just Before. listen to another point of view. Do you want to hear something funny? Yes. Yes. Of course. When I first started working with, with this family, they read my contract and saw that there's some clauses in my contract where it talks about abusive behavior. And there's certain things that have happened that I've had to change my contract because of this. And she actually pointed out to me, she said, I am so sorry that you had to go through whatever you went through to have to put these clauses into your contract. The irony. If only you could see Barbara's <laughs> face right now. Wow. So, but isn't that hilarious? Because I've actually changed my contract. Oh, I bet. Since them? Since Absolutely. Them, yeah, of course. To have quite a few new clauses in there to protect <laughs> myself from situations like isn't this it, in Isn't future. it, in all seriousness, though, I mean, obviously ironic coming from her, but it really is... It's sad. Like, it makes me sad that we're constantly having to add these clauses into our contracts. Me like, too. I have a harassment clause in my contract yeah, that if too. I am getting harassed by anyone, guest, vendor, whoever, 
that I reserve the right to leave if I feel that I am unsafe or, you know, I, I have the ability to say, no, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, this is not okay. It's, it's just sad to me that these are the things that we have to add into our contracts. Like, it's really quite disgusting in a way and in a little hopes disturbing. that we never have to pull that card. Oh, absolutely. Like you never want mm-hmm. to do that. But the reason we add them in is because there's always a story. We've there. been, there's always a story. We've been put in a situation. Sometimes it's stories that I hear from other vendors as yes. well. And I hear that, that they have clauses yeah, in their we contracts. Have a, we have, a, we have a, a similar contract uh, co- uh, clause in our contract, a harassment one because of uh, stories that I've heard from other. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah. you hear these things and think, Oh God. Yeah. That's, ugh. that's awful. Yeah. But I also wanted to say that, it wasn't easy for me to make the decision that I was going to leave that family behind. It was because as we've all said, we've all thought about it. We've all thought, Oh God, I wish I could not have to finish this project or work with these people. That was a decision that was weeks of me soul searching and doing a fuck of a lot of yoga and and talking to my <laughs> friends and lawyers and whoever else I needed to get my insurance company, like all of yeah. these people that I needed to get background information from to make the right decision. It wasn't just, okay, she's such an asshole and blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to quit. That was no. not what happened. No, because that's not who you are. It's absolutely not who I am. As a, as a, a professional or as a person. Not a quitter. No, not a quitter. <laughs> and so that decision did not come lightly and it was one of probably yeah. one of the hardest decisions Pretty I've sure had to make. It was wrenching It hurts. It hurt. sounds like I, it's going to haunt you. I Well, it has haunted me and I feel that this podcast is now me releasing it and hopefully I'll be able to sleep tonight. That's awesome. Just set it on this. fire. Set it well, on because fire. As much as we, you know, we commiserate with each other about Ooh. our job and, and our industry, we really are very emotionally invested in what we do and in every couple that we work with. Like, uh, at least for me, I'm, and I'm sure this is the case for many in the industry, we really do love our couples. Like, we put a lot of our heart into what we do. That sounds super cheesy, but it's true. It's like, we, we really are very accurate. emotionally invested in this. So it is really difficult when we have to make those decisions because we genuinely want to be excited and happy about every single event that we're planning. So when, when things like that happen, it's very, we do take it very personally and it becomes very emotionally draining and really difficult to deal with. And it spills over into our personal life. And on, on that note, I'm going to say one more thing. I want, if any of these people are listening to, to understand that, we're not here bitching and complaining. We're here telling stories. And these are real stories about real people that treat us. And they're few and far between. <laughs> these people treat us disrespectfully or they treat us as if we're not even human because we are being paid to do a service. <laughs> Let's treat each other with respect and treat each other the way that we want to be treated. Right? Absolutely. The okay. golden rule. So thank you to each of you for coming here and sharing your stories and being part of this conversation. It was an absolute blast. Thank you and for I'm, having me, Trevor. Thank you. This was fun. You know what, you guys, you're welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> so everybody that's listening, I would love to hear your stories about anybody that's mistreated you or any funny stories that you have about your own wedding. So feel free to comment about that and subscribe to this podcast and listen every week because there's some more great content 
coming your way about weddings and events altogether. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you.